up? What's up? Let's pick up the enthusiasm. Yeah, pick it up. Pick it up. Pick it up. It's hump day. Hump day. Wednesday. Mm. Y'all humping while you're listening to this? This is Rev Psych Mini Sode. Another booster sesh. Sode, booster sesh. Pull up a chair, grab some coffee, kick your feet up. Who knows when this will come out? What time of day or? Saturday at noon. Oh, is that what it is now? Every Saturday at noon. No, for a while it was like mm-hmm. maybe Friday, maybe Saturday. Ever since it came the, out once on Friday. For the last three, it's been Saturday at noon. Um, well, I don't pay attention. When do you listen to it? When I see it pop up. Usually I'm like, oh, it's Saturday sometime today. It will come out. Mm-hmm. I didn't know it was predictable. Yep. Okay. Saturdays at noon. Put your feet up. Go to your podcast app. Look for reverse psychology. <laughs> oh, here you are. Here you are. Press it, download it, start listening. Hi. Hi. Welcome to Reverse Psychology. I'm the Dr. Min- Diana. I'm Dr. Mike. What's up for today? Diana, I have a question for you. Yes. If you were a hat, what kind of hat would you be? In like, can you give me more context? Like, what? Yes, a garment for your head. <laughs> Is it the first hat or the second hat on my head? If I walked in and I mistook you for a hat, what would you be flattered oh, by? Oh, I know where you're going with this. Yeah, opera hat. What's an opera hat? The little feather? I don't know what Just an a opera feather hat you is. put in your hair. What is the hat called that's like... Pork you know? pie. Yes. Pa- that. The, really? Yeah. Oh, good. Is that like the newsy hat? Nope. Oh. A, the pork pie is a... It's like deep, a yeah. Boop, bowling hat? It's a bowler cap. What's the news boy? The news boy hat? Yeah. Extra, extra. Yeah. What's that guy? It's like a golf cap. It's called something. Newsy starring Christian Bale. Did you mistake me for a hat? I did. No. For this quick booster... Face blindness. <laughs> okay tune in next week <laughs> no it's not that okay it is that so i wanted to <laughs> go over one of the most popular and famous case studies by oliver Sacks. s-a-c-h-s nope what is it s-a-c-k-s oh well all these years you've been, been reading the wrong oliver Sacks. <laughs> have you ever seen a picture of oliver Sacks? yeah he's adorable yeah, he's I'm looking like, at a picture of him right now. I know. He recent he recently died. He died recently four years ago. Well, I mean, he died of recent is all perspective. He was alive longer than he has currently been dead. Any other questions about him? Uh, well, I have a lot of questions, but okay. this is a mini-sode. So, Oliver Sacks is a neurologist and an author. We've talked about it before on this. I know, but in case pod. people are just jumping in. All right. And he, one of his most popular early books is The Man Who Took His Wife for a Hat, a series of case studies in the weird stuff that happens in your brain when mm-hmm. your brain stops working. Mm-hmm. And actually, a lot of things he talked about as case studies, like small things he noticed in different patients with brain issues actually became like true verified diagnoses. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. a great book. It is a great book. The nice thing is in a lot of them, he also talks about ways that he helped people to cope or to, to treat these disorders. Cool. And so I wanted to go over the title case study. Okay. The man who took his wife for a hat. Okay. Have you ever read this book? Yes. Okay. Well, well, I read that story. Do you still want me to talk about it? <sighs> I guess not. <laughs> The case study is about Dr. P, which is a pseudonym for Dr. Pepper. He was a musician of distinction and a teacher at a music school. Okay. He started having problems where he couldn't recognize his students as they came in. He couldn't remember their names or who they were. So it appeared. It wasn't like something he was born with. No, it's it's slowly started to come on later on in his career. Early on, he thought he was having a problem with his memory because students would come in. They'd be like, what up, Dr. P? And he's like, who are you? And then when people would answer questions in class, the name would pop into his head. So he's like, oh, I'm having problems with my memory. Interestingly, though, he wasn't likely to point to anything as being wrong. So a lot of the times that 
he had to go seek help, it was because his wife or someone in his life was like, you need to get help. So he didn't recognize the students when they walked in, but he, once they started talking, he would recognize who they were. Yes. This slowly began to get worse. And so not only could he not recognize faces, but he started to see faces in places where there weren't any faces. And so he would say he could see like a face in a lamppost or apparently he would like pat fire hydrants because he thought that they were children. Which you I know don't... what would really mess him up is those, remember when Sky Mall when they had those faces you would put on trees? Yeah. That would really... No, they probably just look like a tree to him. He's like, perfect. <laughs> no problem here. It'd be a real prank to go in and put those uh, little faces on I his love backyard love pranking trees. people with neurological I disorders. I Sky Mall. Me too. So he patted a hydrant on the head thinking that it was a child. At this point, he still retained his ability to play music, read music. Uh, he wasn't ill. He had no other problems. It was just this thing that started happening. About three years after this started, though, he got diagnosed with diabetes. His wife was like, I read in Reader's Digest that there's a link between diabetes and poor vision. You're clearly having problem with your eyesight. Did she really read it in Reader's Digest? Mm, probably. Who, oh, she just read it somewhere. reading RD back then? Yeah, they had RD big print. Did you ever see that? Uh-huh. Yeah, my grandma used to get it. Did no she? No big deal. Mm-hmm. No big deal. She was a, she was a reader. Because, you know, Reader's Digest is like a small little book thing. Yeah. Well, they... It's compact, so you can discreetly bring it into the bathroom <laughs> with you. They made a... A uh, large size magazine. For people version. are proud of their pooping. For people who need bigger print. So he went to the eye doctor and mm-hmm. laid out his problems. The eye doctor did his tests and he goes, you know what? Your, your vision's perfectly fine. You can see great. You can see great. You need to see my good friend. Oliver Sacks. Good thing that eye doctor knew that famous neurologist. Yes. It's just, it's a very bizarre. I, I, Oliver Sacks, just reading about him, he strikes me as a guy that just wanders around a lot mm-hmm. and introduces himself often. Oliver Sacks gets into the picture. He's a, a British neurologist. He's wildly popular. He's taught at schools. He writes books and all that stuff. Shout out to our fans in Britain. Yeah. Oh! So the guy <laughs> goes to see Sacks and he says, apparently I'm having these vision problems. I maybe make a couple of mistakes, but it's not a big deal. But it's bothering people in my life. And then his. Oh, so he, yeah, he was never bothered by it. Never bothered by he it. He wasn't bothered by thinking a hydrant was a child. He had no real appreciation that it was a problem, though. But, okay. I, so I'll get to that at the very okay, end. Okay. And so he was like, I'm here because my wife said it's a problem. Sack started to do a neurological exam on this guy. Mm-hmm. And so he started to do a bunch of things like testing his reflexes, testing his like ability to respond to stimuli. And at one point, he, he Oliver Sacks took this, this guy's left shoe off and started to tickle him with a key. Which, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't <laughs> know if that's, that's like a, a, a standard exam a, or just. A, I think it's a Sacks exam. Yeah. Sacks was like, okay, you responded well to my tickling test. I'm going to go clean this key off. Put your shoe back on clean the key off I, he didn't say that part he, he probably turned around and do cocaine off of it no wait what happened with the key he did he, he left the room in some capacity he left the room okay it, to probably go get something something else to tickle the guy with or maybe he was hungry need a snack or maybe something. mid mid exam he's like i gotta go <laughs> comes back the guy's shoe is still off left foot shoe still off and He's like, oh, do you need help with that? Because you're an old fuck. And he didn't say that. He didn't say that. He's a very polite guy. And the guy was like, help with what? He's like, your your left shoe. And he's like, oh, my left shoe. And he starts looking around for it, even though the shoe is like right next to him. And then he like grabs his bare foot and he goes, oh, here's my shoe. <laughs> and Oliver Sacks at this point is like, okay, yeah, that's totally your shoe, bro. But here's another shoe. <laughs> bro. And puts on his shoe for him. 
and like jots down like we're crazy and like underlines it no, 10 times. No, he doesn't. No one does that. No one in the movies they do. <laughs> like yeah. ill. Yeah. Line, line, line. Wait, just let me clarify. He was doing an exam. Everything was going well. He took off the left shoe to tickle him on his foot. He was looking for yeah, his reflex. re- reflexes. Yeah. So he took off the sh- shoe and then he left the room and then came back and the guy didn't put his shoe back on. Right. And then thought his foot was the shoe. Right. And also, he didn't even appear to realize his shoe was off. He was like, oh, yeah, my shoe's off. He just like neglected that entire part of his body. Okay. Sax was like, oh, I have, I have another idea. So he pulls out a National Geographic and he shows him a scene. And he's like, please describe the scene for me. And the guy is able to give all these details. He's like, all right, it's, there's reds, there's yellows over here. It's bright. He can even put, he can even pull out like individual features like, oh, there's a house right here and there's this. But he couldn't describe it as a whole. He couldn't mm. be like, oh, this is a desert or this is the forest. It's like these are... Big picture stuff. Yeah, big picture. He, he couldn't put stuff together. And it happened over a few different pictures. And so Sax saw this guy a few different times and the problem kept getting worse where it got to the point where the guy could not read music anymore. He, he couldn't like put the notes together. But if Sax were to play him music, the guy could really quickly identify it. And so Sax I said essentially like his temporal lobe was still fine. Like he could He could hear. He could hear well, he could play, he could identify and recognize. He just it was a visual problem. So he's narrowing it down to a visual problem. A visual problem. Okay. And then occipital lobe anyone? No uh, what in what? the back. Largest yeah. lobes. Ox in the back. And so he showed him a series <laughs> of faces. And one and asked the guy if he could identify these faces. The guy for a handful of them was actually able to identify them. Like were they famous people or people? Well, yeah, so, so, he, so he, he did he did famous. He wasn't like, Do you recognize my neighbor, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> no, he was like, Do you recognize Groucho Marx? And mm-hmm. he's like, Well, he didn't ask that way. That'd be a, that'd be a terrible test. <laughs> do, you, do you recognize this picture of Wolfie Goldberg? <laughs> he, 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 do you do you know this person? What if you didn't know who Groucho Marx was? Because I might not no, no. I mean the, the Groucho mask. I know what that looks like, but yeah, this this is also like a long time ago. Okay, but he was able to say, "Oh, that's Groucho Marx." Mm-hmm. And then he, uh, there was a bunch of him he was getting right. And then Sax went back through it and was like, "How do you know this is Groucho Marx?" And he's like, "He's smoking a cigar." Or there was a picture of Einstein. He's like his spiky hair. But then when he would show pictures of less distinct people like a picture of paul newman he'd he'd be like i don't know what that is oh i see and so less distinct less characteristic features like very stereotypical stuff and so they did other examples of that where if there was a specific if you were a cartoonish person that only wore pink shirts Mm. he might be able to be like that's dr diana because of her pink shirt but if you changed your shirt, he'd be like, who's this person? Sax did one more exercise before he kind of really narrowed down this prognosis. This is a really cool exercise. And so he had the guy close his eyes. So if you're at home and you're not driving, close your eyes. He said, you're walking down the square in this town, which is like Boston, from the north. Describe what you're seeing on either side of the street. And the guy just starts to list stuff that's on the right side of the street. Mm-hmm. And then he goes, okay, cool. And he writes it all down. And he goes, okay, now close your eyes. Now you're walking through the square of the town from the south side. What can you see now? And the guy starts to describe everything he sees on his right side, which is all the buildings he ignored or wasn't able to answer the first time. Okay. And so it looks like he has this big left hemisphere neglect. And so there's just like no awareness or ability to recall. Wait, he can see what's on the right side. He can see what's on the right. He can see everything, but he can only really articulate what's on the right side. Okay, so that would be left left hemisphere neglect. Right. Yeah. And so much like he can see his foot. Right. But he's 
ignoring his foot. And because he has a lack of appreciation for it, he doesn't even see it as a problem. So it'd be okay. like, imagine if right now your left shoe was off and I was like, Diana, you put, put your left shoe on. If your brain is one specific way, you might be able to be like, oh shit, I forgot my, my shoe. Whereas this guy had like really no problem insight. And so he's like, oh, okay, whatever. Like it's not mm. a big problem. Oliver Sacks eventually diagnosed it as a visual agnosia. Mm-hmm. And so this likely comes up as damage to the anterior cortex such as the, the posterior occipital. So basically, this guy has a real difficult time with the association part of vision. And so he, he can see individual right, features. Right, 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 he, right. Can't, he can't put it together. Put it together yeah. It'd be like if you're trying to make a cake and you're great at pulling ingredients out of the fridge and you're like, I don't know what to do now. Yeah. Face blindness is a form of this. He, he had a much more severe problem. Yeah, I was going to say it seems more broad. Yeah. To face blindness, prosopagnosia. Yeah, your inability to put together faces. Yeah, so it's that visual confusion of like Mm -hmm. recognizable features on someone. My advisor's wife had that. She was she was a therapist. It was really interesting. She she had to like tell all of her patients. And then she was like, don't be offended if I don't recognize you in the waiting room. So b- people would get in the habit of like identifying themselves. I kind of want to say I have that because sometimes like... I thought you were just rude. No, I like forget someone's... You know, you like meet someone and then you like cannot remember their name. And then if you're like, oh, if you tell everyone new, like I have face blindness. So <sighs> yeah, every what time an out. I mean, right? Yeah. I know. The interesting thing for my advisor's wife too was she had face blindness, but she would also have an ide- a difficult time to identify things in kind of a mess and so she was saying like if there's a table that's cluttered she could not identify her keys on that table she would have to like touch them and so like our table right that's now a bummer it is so she's like she like had to be very neat very organized because if she had like papers and a pen she couldn't recognize what was the pen on the table so she would have to like feel it out for it wait going back to this guy um yeah dr p did he have any brain damage no it, it, it it's very, just an organic organic it, breakdown of very likely it was just like a stroke oh, 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 uh, oh. Which, which happens a lot we have like people have strokes really often with no real noticeable stuff sure. or this weird stuff basically after he got the diagnosis he just kind of vanished like he, there's no follow-up so hmm. Sachs even writes he's like oh, i wonder what wonder what happened to that guy yeah but if that if you thought that was interesting definitely check out the man who was took his wife for a hat or musophilia or the anthropologist on mars he has like tons hallucinations. of hallucinations hallucinations do you think that guy dear was- god it's me oliver <laughs> do you think that guy was um walking around the country gathering up fire hydrants that were left behind and adopting them probably be cute yeah He's nursing them back to health. Yeah. That'd be cute. All right. Okay. Love Love you. Bye. That boy needs therapy.